Hey there. Where has she been? What's been going on? Everything. <laughs> um, I went to Japan. It was amazing. There was... I was doing a thing. The cut, for anybody who is over on my Instagram, which was amazing. I did the first cut and then I knew Japan was coming up, so... I enrolled in the second cut <laughs> and there was a split second where I was working out how I was going to track my macros in Japan, hit my protein tuckers, la la la, and I made a conscious decision not to do that. Um, I've been involved in challenges um, while on holiday before with like Michelle Bridges and that and um, it makes your holiday um, not a holiday it makes it more about like it adds a stress when I think it was it's different when you're traveling in the same country and you know you're uh, the food available to you is what you're familiar with and you know you'll be able to get these supplies that supplies that would be different but I really didn't I've got no experience of um, Japan or um, it was only my third time overseas um, and my first time overseas in ages and ages and ages and it was a family holiday my family and my mother-in-law traveled um, so I made the conscious decision that I wasn't going to do that to myself, um, give myself an added stress where there was already a bit of anxiety around the language and not knowing what food would be there. Um, cause I know like Japan, I was going into it, like the foods that are f the countries are famous for are not the only foods that exist in those countries, you know, like, so it's, I knew it wasn't going to be all sushi all the time. Um, could have been readily available, obviously, but, um, yeah, so I made a conscious decision that I was just going to eat mindfully and enjoy my holiday and not add a stressful burden to myself. Um, and I feel like that was a bit of growth. Like it wasn't me trying and failing it was me deciding I'm just going to pick it up when I get back so I went to Japan it was amazing I didn't put the pressure on myself around food and surprise surprise guess what I was drawn to edamame beans and um the fresh um coleslaw and um traditional vegetables and um Obviously, Japan's close to Korea, so there was lots of kimchi available. Um, yeah, I did taste the karagi chickens and katsus, but I tasted them and I enjoyed them, and then I moved the fuck on. Um, I love Japan. The food was amazing there, and of course, even though I've lost however many kilograms, food is still like one of my, you know, the interesting things, like to go to a Japanese supermarket and just see all the different foods that are there was like, oh, such a treat. Um, I tried the different um, alcohol drinks that they have there. Um, 7-Eleven over there is amazing. It's like mini supermarket pretty much. 
Um, and we just had a really great time. I didn't think that there would be clothes um, over there for me. And I don't know why. I guess because I th- when I think of Japanese people, I think of like such small people. Um, and that is not my point of reference for myself still. Uh, but I went to like the busiest street in Harajuku and there were the, this shop um we go it's a, like a chain shop for like younger people which I'm not really younger but I was like oh that's like one of the things let's go in and have a look and um it one size fits all right and um one size fits all Japanese size is not one size fits all over here um but like stuff fit and that was a real moment in a change room the busiest street of Harajuku and you're fitting into things that was mind-blowing um I went second-hand shopping like thrift store op shop shopping and I found stuff that fit like t-shirts awesome t-shirts and like this awesome um denim dress that was amazing I loved looking like people watching and seeing the styles of clothing like that was probably my favorite thing um it's very like modest and um well I guess like because it was a family trip we didn't really go out at night much like it wasn't that kind of a trip um so maybe at night it was a little less modest I don't know but um everyone we saw was very well dressed very stylish um and I really enjoyed like going to shops and um emulating that a little bit the problem is and I spoke about that today on my insta stories um over there the styles is like oversized which looks great on them so I went to um all these shops and I was like yes look at this oversized la 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 like I was emulating their style so much and it looked great and then I like I put on a shirt yesterday to go to work and it is massive on me like once upon a time a large would have been too small and it was too small um but I've got this this large shirt it's a great button-up shirt I love the style it flaps on me basically I bought more than I thought when I was over there and it's like I've rebought like fat clothes basically you know what I mean if people who have lost weight they know what I'm talking about when I say fat clothes um yeah and I culled out all my fat clothes wardrobe as the you know because I you know we're not doing that but apparently when in Japan you buy them for aesthetic reasons (laughs) um I'm currently looking into getting a a mini sewing machine so I can alter the sizing because it's literally flapping on me the tops uh the pants are amazing that I got um there was this one particular style of Japanese skirt and everyone had it like different colors different it, it just looks so so good and I was on a mission to find this Japanese skirt I call it but um, it just didn't suit my body type um, and I didn't buy that. So that's okay. Um, 
yeah, so after Japan, I came back and I did weigh and I'd maintained. Um, I didn't go as hardcore uh, with the exercise because before I went, when I was thinking, right, I'm just going to keep pushing with this um, cut thing while I'm over there. I'd written out, you know, um, exercise routines that I would be going through with um, my limited um, equipment. But when I got there, it was not feasible. Um, when we went, got to Osaka, the house, the traditional house was, um, um, well, it was the biggest place we stayed, but it was very small um, compared to the space we're used to, more than adequate for our needs, and I loved it. Um, Osaka was actually my favourite city that we visited, but um, the walls were very, I guess, thin. Like, you could hear what the na- what was going on in the neighbours, and, like, it's not a house that you could be doing jumping jacks or blah, blah, blah. Um, the park was there but no one else you know when you know you're in a foreign place and it's just you're already sticking out quite a bit um and you just don't want to bring that kind of attention to yourself well that's how I feel um I did love running in Osaka I ran pretty much every day um from where we were to um the castle and around the castle grounds and back and that I I had a moment when I was running that first day and I was just like the progress is astounding you are not only in an unfamiliar city but an unfamiliar city in an unfamiliar country and you have a a pocket wi-fi like um in your pocket and you know, you're not worried about getting lost because you're going to work it out and you're not relying on your husband to sort of guide you around. Um, I was very much like in the moment and enjoying um, the freedom of my body. And I did have a moment running to the castle that first morning and I just thought, fucking this is it. This is everything that I've been working for. Um, It was like another bit of that the moment that I had you know in the street in the shop in the change room in Harajuku um where it's like fucking this is it like I fit into those clothes and when I was running it's like this is it I fit into this life um I never ever thought that I would be one of those people that go on vacation well I never thought I would be a runner I never thought I would be a runner so to be on holidays and be a runner and for I don't know that that freedom that joy in my heart when you catch the progress when you catch yourself in that happy like just blowing your own mind at the circumstances you find yourself in it was just the best Uh, and that's what I love about running for me um yeah. Ah, Japan. I would go back in a blink of an eye. Um the people were so kind and so lovely. More people than you could ever think of um existed. Um we went to Nagoya. Uh it seemed a little bit more run down. Uh although it was that we travelled in 
the off-peak season, so that could be another reason. But compared to Osaka, I didn't feel as um, safe and secure, so I didn't run in Nagoya. Um, and I completely trust myself to be able to decide, like, when I feel safe, I do it. And when I do not feel safe, I respect my intuition and my feelings. And I don't need to do anything that where I don't feel safe. I give myself permission to opt out. And that's progress as well. Um, and in Tokyo, um, I just love walking around and looking at shops. So most of our um, days were walking days. Um, in Disneyland, I bolted around like a crazy person for fast passes I had a whole strategy um a fast pass is like you get to instead of waiting in line for a ride you get like a window of time to just come back so you're not waiting you just go through um and I'd like researched it like a Disney crazy and um I had a whole strategy happening and um I executed the plan perfectly for Disneyland and it was the most magical day probably of my whole life and that sounds really bad considering I've gotten married and had children (laughs) I don't remember any Pooh's Honey Hunt ride when I was in the delivery room so fuck y'all no um yeah I love Disneyland loved it and Japan um Tokyo Disneyland makes me want to go to Disneyland like in Florida or Anaheim or wherever it is like I don't even know that's how much I'm are you really that much of a Disney nut if you don't actually know where the fuck it is um amazing I loved it loved it loved it um yeah go to Japan if you can there was only one creepy dude on the um on the subway train in Nagoya and he yeah yeah like I say I trust the vibes yeah um I actually took my daughters I got off at the next stop we all we were getting off at the next stop anyway um but on the next train I went in the um women only carriage because it was peak hour and I guess that's why they have they've got a problem over there which is why they have the women's only carriages um and I used that service and was very appreciative to have the service. Um, it was not okay. Nothing happened, but, um, yeah, enough to really put the wind up me. Every other time, every other second in Japan, I always felt really, really safe. Yeah, so yay for progress. Yay for Japan. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do about these uh, flappy oversized tops I've got now. Um, I think the shirts, the like businessy kind of shirts, the button shirts look the strangest and I'm going to have to do something about them. But um, the rest, I just, um, if anyone comments on them or says they look good, I'm like, it's Japanese style. It's from Japan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so continue to live the dream, I guess. It's from Japan. Don't you know I'm international now? Um, Yeah. So came back reality bites right um it doesn't I picked up the cut where I left off like um and I kept that going for 
about a week and a half um, and went back to work and it was the beginning of a new like time at work and it was more hectic than I anticipated and I just pretty much got slammed and could not keep up the hour and a half workouts daily workouts on top of um yeah so I prioritize sleep and work which pays the bills so yeah I didn't complete the second cut and like my kids really needed me I it sounds I, I can give you reasons 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 I think the people who hear the reasons some will say excuses and that's okay like however people decide to view things is based on their own experiences and viewpoint and whatever um I couldn't keep it up and I kind of resented that I wasn't seeing my kids at all because I'd go to work and then because I couldn't get myself up in the morning which is when I usually do but I needed sleep and I was working really hard and um I'd go after work because otherwise I knew I wouldn't go and then I wasn't seeing like my kids I felt guilty about um sort of leaving it up to my husband he was like doing a lot um which he always does and he like he's a full partner um he's as good as myself you know if whether it's mum or dad a parent a fully functioning parent is there if you understand what I mean it's not how it was in my house like my mother was the main parent do you know the um yeah so I didn't do it I didn't complete it and it doesn't sit well with me and I kind of went through a thing where I was resentful that I wasn't able to devote as much time to myself as I wanted to. Um, But I didn't have enough days and I didn't have enough energy to do everything. And I hate that. I hate that I'm not everything that I need to be based on my very high standards for myself and that's something that I'm working on as well um I am or I pride myself on being a woman of my word like if I say it it's gonna happen it happens if I commit to something it's gonna happen and this time it didn't um and that kind of triggered a a thing where I had to work through it and I'm still kind of working through it um yeah so it was a bit of a funk (laughs) bit of a funk um after that about two weeks after that I think maybe the week after I came back from Japan there was the 10k with Tars first 10k um with Terry and Tar and Graham did the 5k um and like that was around Sydney I was really looking forward to that um yeah 
went up for um, Adam's birthday the night before and I was still very much in the cut and um, I wasn't going to drink because I didn't factor in the calories and then I factored in the calories and didn't factor in any like pre-gaming food and it wasn't great it wasn't a good game plan it was a rookie errors you know um and um yeah I had a little bit more than I would like to drink and felt the effects of it a little bit more than I would have normally um no nothing crazy um but yeah I I think we're kind of done drinking out like I'll have a drink at home or maybe one drink socially out but I think we're kind of done um I'm too old for that um and I've never really been one to even when I was younger like I was I wouldn't I would never really drink so much that I couldn't look after myself and usually I was the one looking after other people um but I was pretty drunk and Tar and Terry pretty much not what like I was just following them through Sydney I couldn't like I'm I'm the worst with um Sydney navigation anyway but I could have been anywhere and it kind of um points out to me how, how what high regard I do hold Tar and Terry in because there's no way that I would um have gotten myself so very drunk that I just wasn't really caring about what was going on like my inhibitions were very much lowered and we were just walking through the city like I was safe because I was there with them but you I think like when you're when you see yourself in a certain way and you're always no I shouldn't say always because that's not obviously not true but um I don't know like I'm a caretaker role do you know what I mean like I've lost a few friends or stopped seeing a few friends because literally if we went out, my night would be them in a doorway and me pretty much like not fighting off but, you know, guarding them from the riffraff. And that certainly, like I wasn't in a doorway. I was walking fully functional but um, just really too drunk, too drunk. So I decided that's not okay. But you know what about me? I just um, go to sleep and then I wake up fresh as a daisy. <laughs> um, and then we, so we woke up fresh as the daisy and then ran 10K. Go tar. Um, this is kind of a mere- meandering um, podcast. And um, it's just kind of catching you guys up, I think, because a, a lot of time has passed and um, stuff's been happening that I'm like working through. So I kind of worked through the fact that I didn't follow the cut I work or complete the cut. I'm working through the fact that my ideas around myself are changing. Like even two years out or more than two years out, I'm, I'm still discovering who I am and maybe that's like a lifelong process. I feel like it must be. Um... And I'm kind of still working out like how I see myself versus how other people see myself and and other people in the weight loss community versus like other people like civilians <laughs> um, yeah, because 
like I feel like I get in my head about stuff and I feel like I'm in a certain place but if I were to look at myself as if um, it was somebody else then I would view myself differently do you know what I mean like it doesn't I don't know if I'm making sense I'm not being very succinct but I feel like whatever has been going on, it's highlighted to me that I'm way harder on myself than I am on other people and I'm way harder on myself than I need to be. Um, And I'm still working through the weight loss stuff and the body image stuff and my self-perception stuff I'm still working through this stuff and that seems to be like the main work that's happening now and has been for a long time like I think initially your the main work is getting your protein in and getting your exercise in and making sure you take your vitamins and taking your you know your biotin and um getting we're finding out like what liquids you can tolerate to make sure you're hydrated like it's more physical stuff and then somewhere along that line and I'm not sure exactly when it happens it's less about that and more about the emotional work the head work the other stuff work you know and it's just a process of that and you're like I seem to go around and come back and go deeper and go around and come back and go deeper and um you know I am an endurance person and I come from a line of women who endure like not all of them are enduring marathon training or you know like they endure much harsher things than I've ever had to contemplate And I know this is a process and I know that it is one step at a time, one day at a time, one whatever at a time. And I know that all of those small steps will build this momentum that, and eventually there's that snowball of momentum and that's where the progress happens. So at the moment it's small steps. It's really... um, nursing myself through stuff um between like japan there was like some health things that came up that i might talk about another time there's job stuff that's coming up there's kids stuff that's coming up um and it's just work stuff that's coming up did i already say that I think I did. There's not so much relationship stuff that's coming up, so that's that's a good thing. Maybe, like, I meant, like, my romantic relationship. Um, still solid as a motherfucker there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, relationships as in with other people or, you know, there's always that stuff. Um, I'm really... My mum's gone to Canada. Like, her once 
I don't want to say once in a lifetime because I don't want to jinx her, but um, like this was a really big trip. We've been hearing about this trip for I don't even know how long since they started thinking about it. She's gone with my dad. Um, by the like just before she left, it was like, will you just go so I can stop hearing about this trip? Because, um, yeah, she's a, it was her first time getting a passport and la, la, la. And my mum is kind of an anxious person anyway. And um, she will verbally process the shit out of everything and you hear it. Um, so, like, if you think I talk, mm-hmm, you haven't met my mum. She's a lovely lady. At the moment, she's in Canada at the minute, and um, at the moment, I really miss my mom. Like, I really miss my mom. <laughs> um, so there's that stuff as well. I don't know what my point was to that. I'm sure there's a point, but it's escaped me. I feel like this is long enough now. Um, I might talk about other stuff later. I am going to try and do more podcasts, um, but I'm not really forcing myself to do things. So when I feel like it, I will. And when I don't feel like it, I won't. And you get what you get and you don't get upset, right? Um, Yeah. So I hope you're well. Um, I'm still enjoying Led Zeppelin. Can a podcast go by when I'm not podcast? Can a podcast go by when I'm not talking about Led Zeppelin? I really only talk about Led Zeppelin on this podcast. Like, literally, the minute spent talking about Led Zeppelin in my actual day-to-day life is probably zero. But I do have a new song that I've been listening to, or new song. No, not none of the songs are new, but um, I've really been enjoying When the Levy Breaks. Um, and I tried to get, like introduce like you know when you try and make your kids cool like as cool as you as if they could be (laughs) um and like I've been trying to like introduce her to like Led Zeppelin and other bands that I love and like good bands (laughs) and and like I was like listen to this song it's great and I played like when the levee breaks breaks and it's like a seven minute song and she's like, and it was just like the introduction, which takes a while. And she's like, okay, but where are the words? It's like, it's coming. Don't rush. Don't rush the good things. And I feel like that's the theme at the moment.